All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, Nicks? What the fuck, buddies? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast. How are you? I should tell you that Bradley Whitford is on the show again. All right? He he was on back in 2018 on episode 909. And uh, ever since then, we'd always heard that uh, he wanted to come back on the show anytime we would have him. So, turns out, he's out there doing promotions for the new season of Handmaid's Tale on Hulu, and it seemed like a good time to do it. Like, what does he want? What is What, what did we leave unsaid, me and Mr. Whitford? As, as some of you can see and know from this show, we are doing uh, second interviews sometimes now. We are having repeat guests more so now, not for just shorties, but for, for, for you know, big talks. If there's a conversation to continue having, I'll have it. Also, there's a new batch of handmade WTF cap mugs. They go on sale today, and it's the only time you can get them, unless you're a guest on the show. These are hand-thrown mugs made by Brian Jones with artwork by our friend Dima, and you can get them today starting at noon Eastern at brianrjones.com shop. These, I believe, are the new Buster and Sammy mugs. The, uh, I believe we've moved beyond the original crew. These ones do not have my face on them. These are specifically Buster and Sammy mugs. They don't have... The old ones had Boomer and Monkey and La Fonda and me. And I think we've kind of... These are a little more colorful. And I believe they just have uh, the two new guys. But now there's another new guy. I got another... Charlie Beans Roscoe, as some of you have been... Uh, following along is uh, is in the house and i gotta be honest with you he's a little fucker this cat's about two months old i'd say and change and just out of his mind sammy was a little uh always seemed a bit uh nervous when he was a kitten sammy did i had a look of profound worry on his face almost all the time yeah i mean he was a kitten but he was he, he very easily like, Buster just turned that guy out. Yeah, I don't know what Sammy could have been without Buster, but Buster definitely, they now have a fairly, I think, uh, consensual and an appropriate uh, um, gay BDSM uh, relationship. I, I think that Sammy's definitely a submissive and uh, Buster is dominant. And, you know, they're, they're adult cats and they do their thing. But I don't know how Sammy would have been without Buster. But Sammy pretty much locked into the submissive role pretty quickly. But Buster beat the shit out of him. I mean, not beat him up, but would get him down, like pin him with his mouth on his throat. I mean, and it was terrible to watch. But eventually, you know, Sammy just kind of took it. You know, kind of like, well, this is my lot in life. I'm going to be a submissive to this monster, Buster monster. But, you know, Sammy's okay. I mean, he didn't turn out to be the most affectionate cat. It's a weird thing with cats. I mean, he's a cat cat. He's not a people cat. He's nice, but he, I don't know what the fuck he wants. I, I don't know what Sammy wants. I don't know how you know, he doesn't want to be held. He doesn't want to be picked up. Okay, I've had plenty of cats that don't like that. That's fine. He doesn't really like being pet that much. I just don't know what he wants. It, and it's, you don't know what you're going to get with a cat and you hope for the best. If you get a kitten, you're like, this is an amazing kitten. What an amazing cat. This cat's a genius. It might even be an alien. And then they get to be a year old and they're like, nah, just a fat boar. This cat doesn't do much. And I guess I'm, I'm into it. I'm, I'm locked in for 15 to 20 years on this. 
with this cat that just apparently he's going to get kind of fat and I'm not going to know what he wants from me, if anything. So that's where Sam landed. I mean, look, I love the guy. When In the morning, he, he, uh, he'll sit on my chest and he'll purr a little bit and I'll pet him and then, you know, he'll, he'll just sit there and look at me and I'll pet him and, and he'll, you know, get uncomfortable and leave. But that, that is the most, it only happens in the morning and that's when the affection happens. Buster, on the other hand, has gotten more affectionate and they're both getting big because I'm home all, when I'm home all the time, I'll just let him eat all day. So Sammy's getting fat and Buster's getting lean and just bulky, like tough. And Buster's a very congenial, weird cat, kind of a genius, remained a genius, still quirky, interesting, engaged, and, you know, not particularly, uh, yeah, you just, you know, sometimes you, you know, he's, he'll surprise you. So these are my cats. These are my guys. And I've got the catio out there, which means I've got coyotes like literally sleeping in my yard because they think it's, uh, you know, a coyote, the coyote version of a lobster tank. They think that at some point they'll just be able to to pick which one they want and I'll prepare it for them. I'll just throw it out front. Here you go. Three cats again. Three cats. So I'm heading to Tucson tomorrow. And I'm heading to uh, Phoenix on Saturday. Uh, looking forward to those shows. I like Arizona. I have history in Arizona. Uh, a lot of history in Arizona. My uh, my brother lived there for years. My ex first ex-wife is from there. And I guess my old man's coming out. My, my, my dad's wife is driving my father out to see the show in Phoenix. And we'll see how much of that he retains. We'll see if he knows who I am. We'll see where we're at with that process. But uh, that'll be it'll be good to see him. Be uh, be good to see the old guy, and uh, he'll watch me do material about him. He used to enjoy that. Hopefully, that'll still be the case. And uh, yeah, and I've got a bunch of other dates coming up. But uh, that's that's what's going on. I don't know what's going on with Hertz. What the fuck is going on with Hertz car rental? How come I can never rent a car with Hertz anymore? Not that I care. I mean, I guess, but I was always a Hertz guy. It's the problem with corporate loyalty. I just, every time I try to get a fucking Hertz, they don't have cars available for me. And I thought it was because, like, I would usually pick them up one place, bring them another place. And I understand why that's not uh, easy to do anymore because of supply chain issues and the inability to buy new cars. But I don't know what happened to Hertz. And I take it personally. I mean, after a certain point, here's the fucked up thing about dumb loyalty to corporate entities is that you assume there's some sort of payoff that that some that that loyalty will be rewarded. Sometimes it is frequent flyer miles that works out. Sometimes I need to fuck. I need to take a trip with those. But this hurts is not helping me at all. And I've been with them for years and years and I've used them consistently. And now I can't I can barely get a car anywhere. And I'm over at budget, which for some reason feels like not as good. But I don't, I'm not even sure anymore. I think they're all the fucking same. All right, look. Bradley Whitford is an actor. He's a, he's a, he can do comedy. He can do drama. He's an oddball. I like him. The new season of The Handmaid's Tale is streaming on Hulu with two episodes up now and new episodes every Wednesday. And this is me talking to Bradley again. We get into the Quaker thing. Here we go.
You do need to talk into the mic, so you want to move that in front of your face. You know how to do it, don't I know you? How to do it. Have you done animated? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done some of those. Like what? God, what are they? I, I forget the names. I know. You don't even register it because you're like, where do I gotta go? Burbank? Where do I go? Three uh, hours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it again? It's, you, a, it's a mouse? You do okay. A, you do a lot of silly stuff. <laughs> Did you ever do voiceovers? For commercials? No, I don't. But I've done some big animated movies lately. Right. I was in Bad Guys. Oh. I was the snake. Mr. Snake with Rockwell. Me and Rockwell Rockwell's were great. the leads. He's just doing Rockwell voice. I'm going, I'm going like this. And he's yeah, just you're, doing... You're, you're doing a thing. <laughs> yeah, and he's just doing, he's just doing Sam. But it was good. It was, I love was, those people who could just like be themselves well that seems to be one way to do it like it seems that a lot of people get hired or or for do that. or do one you know sort of thing you ever work with those real those real animated guys oh yeah they're, they're amazing yeah and they're just odd and they go right into it but it's a weird like like uh my wife amy yeah. landecker she did nothing but voiceovers uh in chicago uh before she oh, did from a transparent i just saw her in something else did i just see her in a movie what did you see her in Power, Serious Man? Mm, I know. She was great in Serious Man, but I thought I just saw her in something new, but maybe it wasn't new. I hadn't seen Serious Man until recently, and I was She's like, a neighbor. Oh, my God. She's a neighbor on the- uh, I am every Jewish dude's dream. Yeah. I, I, I'm married to her. Yeah. yeah. Well, that she was great in that, but that's a great movie. Oh, it's a great movie. It's a great Jew movie, if you're a Jew, but you're not a Jew. What are you? I'm Jew adjacent. What does that mean? You're an actor? Uh, no. No. <laughs> Played, I played Jews on TV. <laughs> but what did you grow up with? Uh, what did I grow up with? Yeah, like religion-wise. Oh, oh, Quaker. What? Yeah. What, really? Yeah. I'll love you till you change, man. <laughs> Quaker? Yeah. Do you make the furniture? No. Uh, no, those are shakers. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're, <laughs> we're not, not the Pennsylvania Dutch. You're you know? not, you're not Mennonites? You're no, not, no. It's, it's, not... it's a different thing. It's uh, basically- Amish? It's not Amish? No, it's not Amish. <laughs> It's not Amish. I spent you know my what, life saying that. Do you, it's not Amish. You know why I make the association weirdly? It's because of the Quaker Oats box. I'm like, that must be it. Right. That right, guy. Right. Is right. that guy? Is the Quaker Oats guy? Is um, he the guy in, that started it? Uh, God, that makes me think of Wilford Brimley. Yes. Did you work with that guy? I did. Really? I did. I in did. what? Um, my my fellow Americans. Hmm. Hmm. Was he good? Uh, he was one of the. I, I don't think I'm. He, I he he passed away. Yeah, yeah. he was tough. Mm. He was one of those guys, and he was like the Quaker Oats guy. Yeah. So you're expecting, you know, very the, earnest. Yeah. He made you feel like you know. He made me eat Quaker Oats. This, yeah. The idea that like this is good for your heart, which is bullshit. Is it? Yeah. Oats aren't good for your heart. Not really. I mean, it's as good as any fiber, and there's better fiber. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, oats is a carbohydrate. In the big, in the big picture, whatever causes inflammation, not great for the heart. Well, he was so sweet and yeah. the, and kind of cuddly in those ads. Yeah. And then, uh, man, don't try and direct him. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't take any shit, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. What am I thinking of? What well, he he was in the firm. Yeah, he was in the firm. He was a great actor. That was great in the firm. Great actor. When was the last time you watched that movie? It's a pretty good movie. Long time ago. The firm. Yeah, what year was that? I don't know. It's Tom Cruise. Everyone was in it, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gene Triplehorn. Genie Triplehorn. Uh, the other guy from the Chicago crew, Terry uh, Terry Kenny. Is that his name? Terry, Terry Kenny. Yeah, he's great. From Steppenwolf. Yeah, from Steppenwolf. Uh, yeah, Brimley's in it. Uh, I always make the joke. Hackman. 
Hackman. Hackman. Nobody's better. Nobody's better. Nobody's better. The greatest moment of uh, my... One of the greatest moments, this is a name drop, uh, but we've already dropped it, but I was doing a play in New York, and I took a shower, and there was a knock on the door, and (laughs) it was Gene Hackman. Yeah. He wanted to get in the shower? uh, Yeah, he wanted to get in the shower with me, and I said, I think you're great. This (laughs) is totally inappropriate. (laughs) But Wilford Brimley, I always use as a joke, because I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like there's no segue between being... Like, I feel like I was like a young actor starting out. Yeah. And then now I'm Wilford fucking Brimley. Not quite. Getting there. Yeah. Could play him. Maybe. Older than he was in Cocoon. Really? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you're always talking about it like it's hard because <laughs> I um, I walk a lot and I listen to your show a yeah. lot. So you're, you're in my ear. Uh, is this a boomer problem? Uh, no, yeah, (laughs) no, but you're always talking, uh, like, you're worried about aging and everything, Mm. and it's, I just want to say on behalf of everyone who's older than you, it's depressing to hear someone younger than me, you know, bemoaning the aging Am I bemoaning it? I think I'm trying to accept it preemptively, because I find that there's not a lot of grace in most people aging, you know, especially in this town. Oh, yeah. And and I grow up with a very vain mother who is now being uh you know just trampled by age and has nothing in place to to deal with it with any humility and it and it humiliates her and freaks her out totally yeah so like i think i'm just trying to get ahead of it in the sense that uh preemptively I'm, accept it yeah deal I'm not, with it up I'm, front i'm not afraid of it and i'm not bemoaning it and i don't feel old but i don't like my big problem right now is is like I don't, there was a, I, I thought we were trying to work towards not working. So there, there's yeah. part of me that, that thinks like, well, I'm, I got enough money saved and stuff. Maybe I should start thinking about like what I would do with some peace of mind in another country uh, to enjoy what's left of this world. I think you'd go nuts. In the, yeah, that's what people say, but I don't know if that's true. I, I don't know. I, I know a lot of people say that, but I don't know many people who have tried it. And I know some people who retired that, that the story is like he retired and then he died. Right. But like we both live and have worked in professions where we have more free time than most people, sometimes for months. Right. I don't I don't not enjoy it. During COVID, I was like, hey, I'm OK not working as long as everyone else is not working. Right. Right. That's what that's what reassured. <laughs> that's what that's what finally calmed ev- uh, like everyone down. It's like, yeah. actually, this is not bad. Yeah. If nobody else. Is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, as long as the race has been called off for, <laughs> for, for it's everyone. It's really pathetic. <laughs> Yeah. It, it really is pathetic. Now, I, I I think about this. First of all, the reassuring thing about aging is, you know, it always ends well. <laughs> it always ends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but mm. I, it's weird because I had a mom yeah. who the happiest time in her life, truly. Yeah. And you wouldn't have thought this would be the case with her if you met her when she was in her 40s but the happiest time of her life was uh 65 on yeah which, which was incredible until the last two years where was your sucked. dad um he was uh, he was around for a oh. big chunk of it oh, okay yeah yeah did he was there relief yeah when um uh, when my dad passed yeah yeah it was because uh, you know his health had been failing and it was uh, enough already you, you know it was difficult <laughs> it was really funny because she was in her mid 80s and 
um, my mom was born in 1914. Mm. She, she would be like 108. Mm-hmm. So she was in her 80s, and all these guys, like some guy who lived in like in the building, yeah, uh, st- like stuck his tongue down her throat. All these old widowers. Where was this? Florida? W- no, in Philadelphia. All uh, wanted. You left her in Philly. Yeah. <laughs> It was a monster. It it, it was cruel. Sorry, my phone's (laughs) ringing. Um, uh, But all these... They're crazy. The old people, they're they're fucking and they're uh, going nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the men, the men uh, of that generation, they wanted a wife. And she's like, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why would you sign up for that? I I barely understand why you signed up for it. I don't, like, I've been married twice. I got no kids. Right. And I don't understand the marriage thing. Well... Uh, I understand it, but I don't wanna, feel like I need to do it. Well, then you shouldn't. Yeah. You, sh- you shouldn't. Yeah. You shouldn't. So wait, the Quaker thing. Yes. How'd you, how do they handle death, Quakers? Well, my parents, like all my mom wanted in her obituary was proud atheist. Uh, uh, being a Quaker, mm. she didn't want some, as she put it, goddamn man in a costume telling me what to believe okay um the quaker oats guy yeah 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 yeah. there's no minister there's no priest there's no rabbi in quakerism uh, in in quaker meeting it's basically a meditation i kind of knew this um it's it's a very it's it's like a group meditation and quaking is standing up and uh talking and it was a place for progressives um uh, who didn't want a traditional uh, uh, organized religion. So is it is it uh, is it Jesus based? It's Jesus based, but it was it, the Jesus stuff was not pushed on me. The sort of uh, uh, non denominational fundamental values of 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 Jesus was you know uh, was the point. So that was the they they put a premium on the wisdom and not the mythology. You know, was Jesus a great guy? Yeah. Could we all aspire to that moral development? Yeah. Of course. Son of God, no more than a bush. <laughs> and interesting. Coming back? Uh, coming back? No. <laughs> no. In fact, my mom, my mom would say what pissed her off about organized religion uh, uh, were these, uh, she called them like spiritual party tricks. Uh-huh. Like if. Uh, like if you need uh, like someone to do a magic trick, yeah. if you can't look at a flower or look into your cat's yeah. eyes yeah. and know there's a God that you'll never understand, yeah. there's no hope for you. Right, <laughs> right, right. She worshipped the Reformed Jews. Like, in, and we were in the Midwest at that point. I've heard you talk in the show <laughs> about there was like one guy in my high school who yeah. was Jewish. Four thousand people in the high school. Wow. And what, what town? I did in Madison. Really? And I didn't encounter like hearing someone say something anti-Semitic until I went to college in the East. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. It, it was. It was interesting huh so wait so uh no anti-semites with the one jew i guess they didn't feel threatened yeah we had him we had him cornered <laughs> it was there was an understanding <laughs> yeah 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 he understood that fridays is the jew baiting and you know there was no 
No. But your mom worshipped Reformed Judaism? She, uh, like, in 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 a way that would make your skin crawl, the, uh, the um, Jewish people were, you know, their families were strong, mm. and they were great storytellers. And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, a funny people, but but a little stingy with money. <laughs> no, that never that never came up. It's it right at the edge of stereotype. Right, yeah. right, right, right. It got right up there. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, I always scare people. Mm. Uh, can I tell a Jewish joke? Yeah, um, I like jokes. You may know this um, guy in the in the Jewish resistance, yeah. World War II. Do you know this? He gets the information that Hitler's going to cross the bridge at eight o'clock, so he wires up the. Uh, these two guys wire up the bridge. They get down yeah. in the bushes. Uh, Eight o'clock, no Hitler. Eight yeah. fifteen, no Hitler. <laughs> yeah. Eight thirty, no Hitler. Eight forty-five, right. one turns to the other and goes, "Oh my God, I hope he's all right." <laughs> <laughs> it's a sweet joke. Yeah, it is. It is. I like it. I like it. I like those Jewish jokes. Um, the best one, the one I tell a lot, just because of my father, is the one about. The guy goes to see the doctor. Uh, got some good news, some bad news. You want the bad news or the good news first? He's like, uh, well, uh, give me the bad news. Like, you have cancer. Well, what's the good news? Did you see that receptionist up front? I'm, I'm fucking her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a solid joke. Yeah, it's solid. Uh, so, well, that then Quakerism is a, is a good one. That's a good one to be brought they're, up. Uh, they're abs- absolutely great people. There's a um, there's a wonderful uh, All Saints Church, which is a place that does a lot of progressive political stuff. Yeah, a place I've here. Yeah, in and you're Pas- involved with it in Pasadena. Pasadena. Uh, yeah, I have been over yeah. the years. And you have you have kids, right? I do. I have. In fact, this morning I, t- I took my sweet my baby had uh, she had her wisdom teeth out. She's, Ugh, she's, how old? She's nineteen. And all of them four. Uh, all four. four. Oh my god. All four. Oh, so she no, she's all fucked up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's on the couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Bloody, puffy. Blood, puffy. Yeah, it's yeah. the worst. All yeah, four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, but she's good. And then I have uh, a son uh, who's twenty-two and yeah. a daughter's uh, twenty-four. They're in uh, school and out of school and out of school in, in life. School. Yeah, yeah. They Doing got, okay. Like, relationships. Yeah, they're good. How's I that love... feel? The relationships. Well, first of all, uh, it, they make me very, very happy. Yeah. Um, uh, they're in these, um, they're in these kind of long uh, relationships. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I love all the people they're with. Oh, As wow. a parent, you can't win because yeah. you're worried. Yeah. If they're alone, and you're worried if they're with someone because yeah. horrible things happen. But they're uh, they're with really good. People. But they made it. But they made it uh, through the. I mean, the grownups now. Yeah. I mean, I, I imagine the real fear is when they're like 16 and they're uh, going out with the 19-year-old who, uh, you know, that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. And they, you know, kind of wobble on the skates and, uh, yeah. you know, they go through You, you went through all shit. that? Did I? Well, them. With them. Oh. As a father? Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, you know, a little regular, bit. Regular stuff? Yeah, it was pretty... I guess it's something... I just don't have them, so I don't know, but I imagine everybody goes through it. It was pretty regular. I was scared because a lot of weird... I went through a lot of weird shit. At when, you were, when you were in uh, high school? Yeah. Like, what kind? Um, wow, this is a weird... Uh, um, I went through... I, in retrospect, dude, I went through some weird shit that I don't know that I talk about. You know, with... Uh, but, like, I didn't frame it that way. 
You know, with women that were way too old. Oh, yeah. In high school, like that, where it was just, it, I wasn't, I was consenting, but I was still uh, young. Were they teaching? They weren't teachers at the school, no. Right, but right. they I, I, they were teaching. Right. <laughs> I, I was trying to learn something. You, you were trying to learn. That's why I was there. I was trying to learn. So, but, I mean, literally a teacher's pet. Yeah. But but in, in retrospect, I don't know what, I, I, maybe, yeah, I wasn't 18, but like, I, I don't mind it. I'm not critical of it. Right. I thought it was it was fine for me. It didn't go well. You know, it didn't it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like, wow, thank you for changing my life. You know, it didn't add anything good to my life, but right. I don't I don't Was it dangerous? Them. No. No, it was just Were they married? Maybe. Maybe. Hard to know. Could you know be. Yeah. <laughs> In between things. Um, almost not married. Uh this is weird. Uh this is a weird thing to talk about. Um that happened to me. Yeah. I've never talked about this. Mm. To anybody? Oh, no. No, anybody who knows me knows. Oh, yeah. Knows yeah. this. Oh. The shrink knows it. Oh, yeah. Um, but <clears throat> I, I had a really funny thought about this. Yeah. The other day. Uh, I, can you, if I say, uh, uh, can you block something out if I say? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the phone number. Yeah. Um, of my sixth grade teacher who molested me. you? Yeah. Fucked you? No, I wouldn't call it that. Yeah. But, Did um, something? Yeah. Man, woman? Woman. Mm. Um, and it was always this kind of... Uh, sixth grade. That's young. Oh, it was, yeah. Um... And this may sound weird, but I, um, I've always, like you've talked to Mel, I, I, I was reading Mel Brooks' yeah. thing. And yeah, he, the he book? Was, yeah, yeah, and he was talking about how, uh, you know, how lucky he feels that, you know, everybody in show business is like kind of neurotic, yeah. comes from some dark, fucked up place. <laughs> yeah. And that he came from this like really loving family. Yeah. And that he just wanted to sort of continue the love. That's, uh -huh. you know, that's uh -huh. like what propelled him into show business. Sure. And I always felt that way because I f feel very lucky in my family, which was very secure. Yeah. I was the last kid. Uh, it was, it was very happy time. But I realized that, um, I had a moment in seventh grade, which was after sixth grade, when I after I left this place where this very weird, dark thing happened, and I had gotten weirdly depressed in a way um, I was not that kid, but I became severely and from the event from the event. It was one thing, no, one it, time. No, it was an ongoing. That's uh, how you know the number. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? You knew her phone number. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it was ongoing oh, enough for you oh, to... Oh, yeah, it was ongoing, and there were letters, and it was very confusing. Wow. Very, 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 yeah. very confusing. Anyway, um, I had a moment that, uh, like, uh, that was sort of an epiphany where I sort of fell in love with acting. Yeah. Um, which I always thought was kind of unsullied. Yeah. Like, uh, like it was this, uh, and it was right after that. Huh. And I was been thinking about this lately because, like, I feel like, oh fuck, somebody pointed that out that it was like right after this thing, and maybe it was this sort of just kind of shallow joy of uh, of escape. I always articulated it 
like I had a moment with acting where it felt like it was the only integrated activity. Like when I played sports, I have to turn off my head and my heart. When I uh, when I'm reading a book, I have to turn off my body. Yeah. And there's something I love about acting because it's like when it's working, which yeah. is rare, yeah. it's. Um, uh, it feels completely sort of integrated, and and just recently, I, I've been I've been thinking about this, and I'm like, am I doing this for the right reason? <laughs> or, or, well, I, well, I like how what? you framed it that that you know that that acting. You you said that the reason could be because it was shallow, but the first thing I thought was like it could be PTSD. Yeah, that's uh, well. That pisses me off. Trauma based, not not sort of like. Well, did I just get into it because my teacher molested me? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that's shallow. No, but it, like could be like the escape of the feelings, or trying to be somebody else. Interesting. Like whatever you. It's back a good load. use of of whatever. Well, I, I think what's more interesting is that in you know as your personal narrative grew, you know you know your your seventh grade epiphany was some sort of like you know cathartic kind of like this is what's going to integrate all my creativity. Yeah, and which I was is, just a, like a, fuck, a, a fucked up kid who's <laughs> like teacher grabbed his dick. Yeah, it's fucking all. It's just not as good a story. <laughs> it's not as inspiring. I think it's pretty good. Uh, you got to change your public narrative. Oh my god. Uh, so, when you do your master class <laughs> how to be an actor you really want to be an actor no but it really upsets me because some some i i, I was i was telling this to uh, to somebody a long a long time ago this uh, story and they're like oh well that's like kind of exactly uh, they said how did it make you feel and i said it it gave me a, like a weird awareness of connections mm. people make that that cross boundaries. It it gave me a, inappropriately. A, yes, it, it it gave me a kind of confidence because an adult was responding to me, but there was this really fucked up mess underneath it. Yeah, I mean, and, I and don't... this guy and this and this guy said, "Well, that's exactly what your acting is. It's kind of confident <laughs> with all this fucked up shit happening." And I'm like, it's reaffirming the new narrative. Yeah, I'm like, well, fuck! I thought I was good at this. Well, you were. You went. You 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 went to to Juilliard to manage it, to uh, to you know to polish it, to polish it up, to, to polish your to polish my turd, your, your trauma, trauma gem, turd. your trauma gem, your trauma turd, professional trauma turd. I. Uh, it's not a drama turd. No, it's not. It's, it's trauma turd. No, but like we're making light of something that is serious, and 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 you know I don't want to be insensitive. You were, you know, sexually uh, assaulted by an adult in sixth grade, and it, it's not. You know, it doesn't matter what sex one is or what they are. It's still it's inappropriate. It fucks your head up. Yeah, it strikes you. Uh, you know, it kind of strikes you dumb. Um, what happened? Was there was there reprisals? There, it turned out this person had a problem, um, and had a, <clears throat> a, a a history of it. Oh yeah. Uh, I ended up going uh, going away, um, but it it was it was very uh, very weird. I, uh, you know, for a I rem. 
you know, it was very confusing for yeah. my m parents. You told them, or or what? How did no, that they work? They could tell something was, uh, you know, something was really weird. But it seems like so you you were like showing this signs and symptoms of somebody who had been, you know, molested, and 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 felt shame. Yeah, and you, I, I didn't know what I remember. I was in, you know, I, I was in sixth grade, yeah. and it was like I wasn't. It was like spring break or something. I wasn't going to see this person, and I remember turning to my brother and going, "Aren't you, aren't you depressed? Like it was like depression was yeah. weather, right? Oh, right. I, it was like aren't don't we all you, depressed? Don't yeah. you don't you feel that? You know, and I was lovesick for this, for this. Oh, so you you were I was aching for this person. I didn't know what it was. You were in it emotionally too. Oh uh, yeah yeah yeah. So it, went, it was like a real thing. Yeah 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 yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, and apparently it's something that, um, you know, apparently sixth grade boys, you mm. know, if, if that's the, the time. Were, yeah, I guess that's when it happens. How old are you in sixth grade? Twelve, uh, thirteen. Uh, I don't know. Twelve. 11, yeah. Twelve. Right when it's all happening. Freaky. Yeah. Wow, dude. So, but but thank God. Yeah, because now you have a great career. Because <laughs> you work a lot. Yeah, now I wear makeup for a living, so it's great. It's great. It all worked out. Well, what happened to that lady? I have no idea. No, you don't ever try to call the number you remembered. Um, I feel like I'm still making jokes. I apologize. No, 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 no. It's okay. It's, She's probably gone. Oh yeah. yeah, dead. You think? Yeah. Hmm. But she did get in trouble. A, a little bit, yeah. Uh, you know, the, people don't know how to. You know what's? You know what is a big problem with this shit what? is you're aware as a kid. You, you can't articulate it, but you're aware that you will that you live in a world controlled by adults, and this w w any discussion of this will explode that world, and that's why interesting. It's such a, a you kind do know of that sick. Yes, and and you don't even have the words to talk about. It doesn't matter if your parents are going, are you okay? What's going on? Uh, um, I understand, like, I understand why, yeah. it, you know, and this was not, I, I don't want to say, like, this was not ongoing, you know, uh, um, uh, you know, rape or anything, yeah. anything like that. But it, but it, it, it kind of was. Yeah, it was fucked up. Um, I totally understand how people go through much worse versions of this and, and don't are un talk. Un unable to talk about it because then, you know, you, uh, it's a whole. That's true. I never you thought about have that. to define. Uh, like now, you're seeing now on top way. of getting fucked with. You yeah. have to clean up the fucking mess, and uh, uh, you know, and or start a, the fucking mess. Right, right, right. So it's not just shame. It's it's. You, you know, it's it's shattering your entire reality in a way, and also being seen completely differently. And you go, as a victim, uh, you, yeah, yeah. And you can't talk like you literally. Uh, you cannot talk like you can't talk about it. Mm. You don't know how to talk, like. Um, it was it was funny because I never I, I that particular thing I never really thought about. I yeah. was going to going to Juilliard, and I thought I was going into this. It was the first time I ever talked to a shrink, and I yeah. thought I was going to talk about how my relationships were crazy and, yeah, I, and I right. really wanted to be a writer right and instead i just this fucking thing came out of my mouth right this thing that happened and right. i realized that it was just sort of uh <laughs> living under there yeah and do you feel in general that you've processed it now 
No. <laughs> no, I'm just like hacking through the jungle with a dull machete like everybody else. Still? <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm no, I'm fine. I know, I get it. I'm I fine, get it. Yeah. but but it takes a while to like sort it out. Uh, and I also think as you get older, you you know, and these the one thing I've noticed about it, you know, having dealt with with some loss and also dealing with you know just this getting older thing is that these random sort of like moments or or even longer than moments of of emotion just happen. Yes. And and you're just sitting in it. It, it. it doesn't feel like erratic or out of nowhere, but there's a heavy. You know, there's there's a, there's there's almost like a well of of sadness that yeah. that that you know is, is, has had enough. It's like you're all filled up. Now yeah. some of this is going to come squirting out occasionally. Right, right, right. And in those moments, you have to be like, what what is this connected to? And 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 you find those things. Right. You, you find right. these weird, heartbreaking things or right. these you, tra- and, traumatic and, things. And you can put you can put you can put a you can put a name. It helps to put a name on. I it. think so. Yeah. And and then and that's just part of it. That's just part of the unloading. And by the way, everyone's dinged up. Oh yeah. Everyone's. Oh yeah. Uh, every everyone's. Yeah. So what happened with Gene Hackman? Uh, he said, I thought you were really good in the play. And I was like, well, you just made my life. Ah, good. <laughs> now you can get out of the shower. And by the way, when I was in sixth grade. <laughs> yeah, by the way, uh, are you recording, Gene? Because I wanted to, I wanted to broadcast I wanted to tell you about something the, really intimate. How, what, what made you want to start acting, Gene? Because when I was in sixth grade. Hey, Gene, <laughs> you're really good at acting. Is it because somebody... Fucked with you in the closet because it. I think it's helping me. What? What? What do you think? That, <laughs> what, do you think Gene, what do you think, Gene Hackman? What? What is it about that guy? Because there's only there's a rare guy with the act. I'm going through a little bit of a, a, a. I don't know. I'm going through. I don't know. I'm just really realizing how sort of crazy act acting is. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm just more aware of how crazy it is or if I'm getting neurotic about it. Huh. I don't think I'm getting neurotic about it. I think I'm just realizing what a fucking insane thing it is. There's some insane actors. Oh, oh yeah. But, but I, I, I was going through this thing where like, like it, it, there's something about when acting is just off. Right. Like you want to fucking die, right? Like because you can't answer why, or you can't. When figure. you're watching acting that doesn't work, when right. you're at a play that doesn't work, yeah, it's it's beyond just wrong. Yeah, like it's like a sour note, and yeah. you want to die. Yeah. Now, when you're doing it, or you're in front of, or well, someone else, it's is. worse when you're doing it. Right, but like but, if you're working with somebody, yeah, yeah. No, no, or you're in the audience and just watching, oh, oh, uh, you know, yeah, watching yeah, yeah. a shitty thing. Like, there's nothing worse. Yeah. Why is it so bad? It's because, uh, like, <sighs> when you're like rehearsing a play, mm-hmm. or even like just trying to be truthful on film, it can feel so elusive to uh, like to get to that sort of truthful thing. Yeah. And then you go outside. It's like you're trying to be an opera singer 
or you're trying to be a, a like a, a comedian yeah. and you walk out on the street and everyone passing you and the guy at the deli is Richard fucking Pryor. Yeah. They're totally truthful. Yeah. There's not a fake moment there. Yeah. And yeah. then you try and do your stupid little thing and you're just fraudy McFuckfuck. Oh, so you, you finally realize what, what a fraudulent endeavor you're involved in? It just it just hit me. Not only that, I appear to be doing it for the wrong reasons. <laughs> I imagine that's not an unusual thing for actors to experience. And I notice when I watch lately, I've gotten a little more in tune to, you know, especially older actors, where you just start to see like, oh, he's just doing that thing he does. Well, we have to acknowledge the fact yeah. that arguably the greatest actor on the planet, Marlon Brando. Yeah. Did not give a flying fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it just... Now, right. now there's no op, great opera singer who doesn't give a flying fuck. No, no, There's no, no dancer you, know, you can doesn't. get away with acting. Yeah. You can oh, get away with oh, acting. Oh, oh, yeah. absolutely. And I think, like, the more I talk to... There are some dudes that get into acting for the, for the thing, for the craft, and then there are just other dudes that just don't want to work. <laughs> And 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 hope that hope they get lucky. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. They're just sort of like you know. It's like because me. It's sort of like what are you what fucking? You're in the trailer for ten hours. Like yeah. Oh God. <laughs> I know we talked about that last time. Fucking trailer. But, Jesus Christ. But no. But there there are some dudes that like. It's like look. I've got this thing I can do. I've got this con job I can run. I got this hustle. And if I do the hustle right, I can do whatever the fuck I want in my life. I can live in a trailer on Malibu Beach. I can fucking, you know, like, you know, get a horse. I can drive. Like, when you see these actors, like, you know, like William Holden, you know, there's a generation, like Steve McQueen, they're like, we're going to go drive race cars. That's why they act. It's because they're like, you know, like, I never wanted a real job, and I've got this thing I can do, and the people pay me to do it, and I can go drive race cars. It's true. It's true. Although, like, Hackman clearly gave a fuck. Totally. Totally. But he also had this kind of, and I heard he was, I heard he could be rough. I, I, um, I heard he could be like, di uh, you know, yeah. uh, difficult on set, which I fucking hate. I hate those people who are difficult. Well, I, I, I uh, would just find difficult. I hate people that like will make an entire set of people wait because they're, you know, they're not done eating or they're cutting their toenails in their trailer. What, that diva shit, I can't deal with. If someone's a nut job and is at it with the director, I imagine I could handle that for a little while. But but it's just, it's the people that are... I just think, like, everybody's scared. This is hard. Nobody knows what they're doing. And I find, in my experience, the people who are most precious about about their own process yeah. are the most oblivious to everybody you know everybody else's and it becomes like a family where all the you know all the attention goes oh, yeah, to, to the yeah to the to the, the to the nut the first name on the call sheet <laughs> not always yeah, no if, know. if yeah. uh, uh, you know but uh, i think Calquin said something to somebody i don't remember who it was but i always think about it about acting it, he says uh, you know he said um, in terms of preparation he goes i know how to fill myself up Oh yeah, yeah. Right. It's a weird thing though, because I do. I really love that. I, 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 it. It still scares me. Yeah. I love it, but it's weird for me <laughs> to love something I'm not sure that I respect. Well, but oh, is that what it is? Is that what's going on? You're having a crisis of respect. No, I'm not. Oh. A, no. There's, have, no, there's uh, no crisis. And you're not feeling like you're a fraud. 
No, no, uh, no. You just think it's a ridiculous profession? I, I, I think it, I, it, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah? It's pretty crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, like it's Like it's, I mean, I feel so lucky. I, I like I have like survivor's guilt given the opportunities. Uh, well, you're, well, you're good at it, and you look good, and you know you got an intensity to you. you. Got a you got a thing. You got uh, that that Whitford thing. Yeah, the, yeah, that the teacher gave me. Fuck you. <laughs> Trauma charm. No, but this uh, this is something that troubles me about yeah. acting. It's much more interesting to watch a fucking nut say pass the salt than it is. To see somebody who is aware of their gas bill say pass the salt. Insane is fun, is very interesting to watch. That troubles me. Well, well, yeah, but that's always the case. You know, you know what I mean? Like you can't, you, you just can't capture, you know, that lightning in a bottle. You know, like if yeah. somebody's truly nuts, you know, you're just going to along for the ride, really. I, to go back, yeah. Hackman, I think part of the reason Hackman's good is. He's got a little edge. He's got a little uh, like content that mm. uh, that kind of gives him confidence. I, I don't know where it comes from. Yeah, Duvall's is of that ilk. Yeah, there's a, a couple of those guys. Yeah, yeah. And also like Hackman's just sort of like I'm done. I'm going to Santa Fe. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. ride my bike and paint pictures. Right. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Write some books. Uncle. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing what what you're dreaming of. You're not going to do that though. You like doing what you do. I do a lot of stand. What what comes down to me, dude, is uh, and I've enjoyed trying to do the acting. Um, you know, I think I, I you know, does I, it does it? Uh, Diana set just bores you shitless. Well, I it? just I don't like I you know I just sit around trying not to eat everything. So like that you know that's you know it's just sort of like what's over there craft service. I'm gonna go to craft services and and then I'm in my like I could bring a See, book I guess and you're sitting there in someone else's clothes. You can't be productive. you know with the yeah and you know I'm you uncomfortable. Scared? You think you might suck? Yeah, whose robe is this? Why is there a better trailer than this one? How come it's always a vinyl couch? Can't they just make a real couch in it? Like, yeah. I mean, but also it's like the. I don't know if we talked about this specifically before. The the excitement of it is 10 minutes. You wait 12 hours to shoot, you know, your thing a few times. I I'm, I want to enjoy the process, but a lot of times I I don't think I'm going to suck, but I think I need to be doing more than I'm doing. The last couple of times I've acted, I've done some preparation, I've thought about the character, and then by the time I get on set they're like, "No, just do, you just do you're good. You're good." And I'm like, "But I didn't really do No, you're good." You know, this well, you know what? One thing I have spent a lot of my life in ongoing, you know, luckily sort of high-end dramas, right? Yeah. Right? On ongoing series. I think it's really interesting. We all know that our attention spans are shattered by our fucking phones, right? Yeah. But there is this weird cultural compensation, this appetite for these Dickensian sprawling stories. Yeah. And when you see uh, um, Tony Soprano come in and bark at Carmela season yeah. five, yeah. like you've been through the whole marriage yeah, with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've been in bed with them. Yeah. It's very, very intimate. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but any time I've ever done a movie, I have no fucking idea if it's going to work, yeah. no matter what movie it is. Yeah. And, um, you, you know, I envy 
y- y- fucking comedians yeah. and and songwriters and poets because you can work on something for a week and go, oh wow, that doesn't work at all. <laughs> like like if you're making a movie, well, you got, it's anywhere. like three years, and then you go to the screening, and it's a like it's a fucking turd. Like you can just chuck shit. <laughs> Fuck you. Like like we have to go through the whole process and promote it, and then we go and we're like, oh Jesus. <laughs> This just sucks. <laughs> like you really don't know if it works at all, and if you get, if, and it's if, not all up to you. That's what you're saying is that like you have no control. No, over it. once you do your little thing, like I'm the only guy doing my little thing. Yes, I just got to answer to me. Yeah. But you put your heart into something, then you're like, okay, I hope you don't make me look bad. Yeah, like imagine, imagine if somebody could magically, somebody who owned you could yeah. magically come in and fuck up your timing. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 awful. I know. I know. But I know. if you're doing like uh, West Wing or Hammond, oh, yeah, a long time. The show yeah. comes on, and not everybody likes it. Yeah. But you got your audience. Sure. And then yeah. acting becomes really interesting because yeah. you have this long relationship with the character, long, you know, if you have, you know, yeah. good writing. If the show sucks, it's a fucking mess. Well, I think, like, ultimately, the, the big lesson for me, ultimately, with acting was to make choices. Like, right. you know, I can, I can be present, but, like, you know, I'm going to, I need to know how to say these words in this way and, and run it in my head a couple of times and then lose it, you know? Right, right. Uh, see, I, I, I always... I, I, the longer I get to do this, I get I bristle at the word because everyone says make a choice, make a choice, make a choice, right? Mm-hmm. Got to make choices. Yeah. Um, and they also say uh, storytelling. You got to drop that a lot. We're, uh, we're storytellers. Yeah, yeah. Are yeah. you a storyteller? That's that sounds kind of. Oh well, this is a whole thing. I I I, I was thinking about this like. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, choices. Oh, finish the oh choice. okay. I'll finish the choices thing. Like it's like you got to make a choice. Yeah. Like every acting school, it's you know it's it's part it's part yeah, of yeah. learning learning how to act. Yeah. I actually the older I get, yeah, um, I got to do a thing with um, uh, where I was just briefly in a scene with uh, uh, Meryl Streep. And the and I'm like as far away as the mic, you know, from yeah. her while she's doing this yeah. this thing. And I'm like, oh, she's playing five pianos. Yeah, five pianos. Yeah, she is not making a choice. She is getting played. It's the difference between uh, uh, performing a scene and getting played. Like it's it's the difference between good acting and great acting. Like Allison Janney is someone who's the sensation. She was in the movie with me. Oh, I love her. Yeah, great. Love her. Love great. Her. Um, but uh, but that distinction, and there's another distinction that I that I feel between good acting and great acting is good acting is like really well done but it's like you're in school great acting is like fucking recess yeah. and there's often conflicting things g- uh, 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 going on there were uh, uh, there were 20 different things going on with Meryl Streep I just had an interesting thing because uh, Elizabeth Moss who I absolutely adore I've never seen anybody as an actor 
take more initiative in the overall storytelling. I, I, just extraordinary. And she's doing basically Sophie's Choice, the series. So I was direct, <laughs> you know, it's very difficult emotionally. I what, the uh, hand, 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 Handmaid's Tale? Was Merle in that? No, 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 uh, no, 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 no. But no. this is what, you're in the fifth season of this thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and I got to talk about Margaret Atwood. But, uh, but I'm directing her and uh, I, I, as an actor, like I have a really weird relationship, <laughs> like 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 with directors. So like uh, we talked about it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Fuck you. I suck. Fuck okay. you. I suck. Okay. What? <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, and uh, like there's all these things that I hate that like that directors do. Um, like the worst thing is like they like they'll go cut. And then they just kind of come up close to you. Yeah. It's just like inarticulate disappointment. <laughs> it's like, I'm not sure, God, what is it? But man, it just does not work. <laughs> and I, I found myself, myself doing that. But you uh, did? Uh, uh, yeah. Well, and Isn't it's just because that... you're, you're, you're trying to be clear. But... I know. But shouldn't that be something you keep to yourself and just say, like, I've, uh, I haven't done that much acting, but like the one that always gets me, but I think is the best is just sort of like, you want to do it again? I think we should want to do it again. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You want to do it again? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's just, uh, let's, let's just, let's just do, do it again. Yeah. But uh, we had this really exciting take uh, uh, when I got to direct. And I think yeah. what I had said to Lizzie, uh, like I was, Joking, but I, I but uh, I, I just sort of screamed on the set. I said, uh, "Pretend I just said something brilliant and do whatever the fuck you want." Yeah. Now I was joking, and she, it, it, it was an extraordinary take with a lot of conflicting things uh -huh. going on. How many How many episodes did you direct? Just, uh, just one. Okay. Uh, uh, just one. But it, what was interesting to me is. Uh, and actors generally need direction. But if I had told her anything, it would she would have been playing my direction, right? And it would have erased uh, all the contradictory humanity that that was that was in that, that was happening. That, that well, this is a character she's been doing for years now too. Yeah. So yeah. she knows that woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, yes, and and it's a very tough thing for directors who come in from the outside. I remember these guys would like try, you know, come in and try and direct Alice and Janney in like year four of. What I I took one director behind a flat. I was like, shh, she knows. <laughs> Pumpkin, <laughs> just let her go. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, but what is it? What is the vibe on? The, what was the vibe on the set now? <laughs> What's the vibe on the set? Well, I mean, like since the. Well, I guess you guys were already done by the time Roe v. Wade got fucked. No, no, no. We were uh, no, we were doing it. No, it's fucking like it, it's, it's, it, it's, um, uh, you know, it's uh, God. It's such a fucking nightmare. Uh, it's it's such a dark time. What uh, one yeah. thing I, I was going to say about Margaret Atwood? Yeah. Um. Misogyny is at the reptilian brainstem of white nationalism. You know, it always has been. So the show is unfortunately more and more relevant. Right. I think the basic sort of, uh, if you want to get academic about it, the sort of theme of the show is how do you remain a human being in an inhumane world? Or, or you know, can you? Margaret Atwood uh, was doing interviews, and I heard her say this thing that just 
fucking shook me. She was talking about, A, you and I have grown up in a, in a world where democracy is inevitable and uh, inclusion, the expansion of inclusion, yeah. you know, is inevitable. She's like, it's an aberration. It yeah. rarely happens. It, it is, doesn't stay on. It, it, it is the exception and you have to fight for it and protect it. But she said, and she said, I, I, you know, I know this may offend some people. I'm not saying, saying it to offend them, but I think it's something about human nature that we have to acknowledge. She said, and it's part of the reason that progressives are at a disadvantage when facing fascists. And uh, the fact is this, it was fun to be a Nazi. I mean, you know, it's fun to go, fuck your, you know, sure. prone. Right, yeah, to, be, to be given the, to be given the, the uh, license. The license, uh, the license to, to be hate. a monster. Yeah. To hate and hurt yeah. and, and or, control uh, while, while and progress, kill. While progressives are going, we really need to be more just and, you yeah, know, we yeah. really need to take care of the... Take care Look, of the, someone's crying. Right. Yeah. Right. Well... Well, that, again, uh, uh, but it's very, uh, you know, it's very alive. Or someone's on, dead uh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I mean that, but, but getting back to what we're talking about in terms of stopping or me retiring, like, all I think about, dude, is that, like, you know, in terms of, like, working, in terms of being a stand-up, it's like, you know, right now I know that my job for a certain type of person is to provide some sort of relief. I can't offer anybody hope. I can't share the way I think of the world. I can create some sort of, you know, dark relief. I had a, an executive, it was very funny, where, you know, I'm, I'm I, I wrote a, a, a show for FX uh, that we're trying to get them to make a series. Right. And me and my, uh, my uh, partner, my co-writer, uh, Sam Lipsight, who's a novelist, he's great. Yeah. So we're in notes with uh, uh, dad was a sports Robert yeah, yeah. yeah, we're we're doing notes and Nick Rad says, uh, you know, we just give him the story for a second script and he's you know he's he's on Zoom and he's like, you know, I don't have any uh, like specific notes, but if we could just get it from bleak to dark, <laughs> and I'm like, that's what I do. So. <laughs> from hopeless <laughs> to, to like just heartbreaking yeah. yeah right yeah <laughs> so but 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 in a way you know first of all most people are 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 dumb they're not dumb they're just they're ignorant and they're not paying attention you can't call this the GOP anymore and until somebody starts talking about fascism for what it is in a yes. real way in this country in a real way <laughs> because they're acting that way it's a shameless uh, 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 combination of just flat out uh, minority it's, rule fuckers and, and a bunch of Christian weirdos who are now you know grouped together for the same cause and it's 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 a real problem and we might we'll probably might lose so in my mind do I want to spend my life as a an adult artist or, or whatever the fuck I am doing what I do. Uh, in the you know dealing with that question that you just said Margaret Atwood posed, which is can we be a human? Can we still exist with a humanity uh, within this system? 
Right. Yeah, and, and it's like it's going to be different how it manifests here. But so when I talk about retirement or whatever, I, I'm just trying to figure out like, look, I've earned I've 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 earned my spot in the world. I've contributed what I contribute. You know, I don't know if I can facilitate change. I know I can make a certain type of overly sensitive, progressive, reactive person, you know, feel be- less alone. Right. Right. But I, but like I'm, I don't have a platform big enough to, to you know, I'm not leading people against the fascist. I'm raising awareness. Well, I this brings up an interesting thing that I think about all the time. One of the reasons, not only for the structural reasons, but one of the reasons we are progressives are at a disadvantage is the right because they are basically pursuing business interests fueled by culture wars yeah that's basic it's a business agenda the right understands what is i think is actually the truth yeah which is that politics is the way you create your moral vision we think it's culture and culture is very very important but will and grace won't help you if you have a pre-existing condition or you want to get married and you're gay well, and and handmaid's tale won't help you if you want an abortion we uh, we. Uh, that's right. That's right. I, I I tried to experiment with this idea on stage the other day, where it's like we're having a lot of success in diversifying fiction. There's a lot of a lot of good stuff right. in terms of representation right. and progressive ideas well, in the, fiction. Right. Yeah. So, so that's that exactly what I'm saying. But that's just a business, and and whether or not that'll facilitate change in any way, I don't know. But but you know the, the 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 mythological landscape of storytelling on our TVs is starting to look a little more colorful. Right, right. While politically, it's 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 whipsawing, whipsawing right. the other way. George Floyd dies. We watch this horror. We justifiably, even though we have seen a number of innocent black men and women killed, mm. this George Floyd thing. It gets us on the streets and we do the diagnosis, which is absolutely necessary. You have to do the diagnosis. But it took that. But we're not there. You got a Stacey Abrams, the treatment, which we are kind of too cool for school. We don't want to run for the school board. We don't. And they're using the levers of government. You know, uh, Carl Rove in, you know, 2010 says to the Koch brothers, give me, I don't know what it was, 70, 70 million, which is not a lot yeah. to them. And I'll give you all the state houses. It happened in Wisconsin. Well, well now, like well, now that, yeah, they've, that was a long-term agenda, but now this, uh, the state houses, local government. We don't have a long-term agenda. We no. need, like, we need to fall in love. We need, like, Barack Obama to come along People and want, we'll fall uh, in love. With well, we I, need I, more civil servants, and like you said, no one wants to fucking do that. But you know, mostly craven idiots. Who want to facilitate power of some kind? I don't, I don't know what, or, or people that really. I mean, some of these they really believe in this white nationalism thing. This is a full on, like you know, like look, oh, we yeah. get it. There's yeah, we're 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 outnumbered, but uh, we're not fucking giving up the ship. Well, they also they also you know we're like amazed at their lack of shame. They think this is a war. Yeah. And you don't negotiate well, until the war is over. Right. It, it, and, and people forget that. Like, it's like it, it, there's part of our brains. It's sort of like, I don't understand these people. It's like you don't have to other than they believe it. Well, and and they're going to do whatever is necessary. What's interesting to me, oh, like one of the things we don't get is like um, 
like Trump, like that fucker. Like I- imagine if I if 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 I if I said, um, uh, okay, are you recording? Good. Uh, this is what your audience needs to know about me. Um, I'm incredibly rich. Yeah. I'm yeah. phenomenally rich, and the reason I'm so rich yeah. is I'm the greatest actor who ever lived. I don't know if you saw my work in Revenge of the Nerds yeah. too, uh-huh. colon Nerds in Paradise, but I'm a genius. Like if I said that. Uh, uh, it, it, seriously, my stupid JV, whatever the fuck this is, yeah. show business career would instantly, justifiably yeah. be over. Yeah. Like how, and that shamelessness, um, that 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 capacity for it's hypnotic for not having any shame. It's like encountering someone. He's a totally confident dick. It's it, it's like encountering <laughs> someone who is not at the mercy. Of anything, uh, of gravity, yeah, of yeah. Of, of empathy, conscience, uh, uh, you know, laws. He just, he just totally, you know, doesn't give a fuck. Oh my! God. But, but anyway, what I was trying to explain is that now I want to retire. Well, that, well, that, well, that, that's the thing. <laughs> it's like it's not a matter of retiring. It's like, look, however my life is gone you know i don't have children i've saved some money you know i i you know i have this gig you know i like talking to people and and i think i add a lot to the world in what i do i I like doing stand-up but you know a few years from now you know i i believe that you know living in california is going to become somewhat untenable i i you know it was already you know when when Trump first became president, I was afraid to travel uh, as a comic on the road uh, because of my point of view in certain places. Because you go out into the world, you're, it's not like I travel with an entourage or anyone's protecting me. I don't know who that guy at the front desk well, of the hotel everybody, is. Everybody's got a fucking gun. And Wait, who's at the hotel? Piece, who's it like? Piece of shit liberal. That's right. But unfortunately, I'm not. You know, I'm not that on the radar. You know what I mean? I'm really not, uh, uh, which is fine. I can, and you, in my audiences, I'm not running, you know, uh, rallies. You know, I, you know, I have some mostly middle-aged people, uh, many of them women who are, you know, who who just, you know, enjoy what I do, and yeah. and I'm grateful. Menopausal for Democrats, I have sure, the same fan yeah. base, yeah. But my point is, like, I don't know as I get older, you know, what what have I got? What do I owe? You know, so when I talk about retirement, it's not because I want a life of leisure. I'm just I just fucking I applied for permanent residency in Canada. I'm not fucking around. I don't you know, I, I how enjoyable is it to go out and to, like you know, I'm doing a whole bit about like, I don't give a fuck if the Midwest balkanizes into some Christian fascist shit show, you know, you know, forced birth rape culture nightmare because I, I'm not going there. I don't vacation in Arkansas. Right. But like, but then here's the other side of that joke is like, well, if it does become a country and all these liberal Jews have to leave California to move east, we're going to be stopped at the border in Utah. You know, they're going to be like, sorry, we've been turned away before. But that's, (laughs) but that's, but, but my point is like, I'm just trying to figure out how, what does the rest of my life look like? What is the fight for me? Do I need to fight? Am I fighting? Is there a fight to be won? You know, do we just be, are we all just going to buckle and take it? No, what? I think there's, I, I think there's a fight to be won. And I think that we have never been in this. We have been, uh, I guess I'm going to use the word privileged to be in a yeah. position where we've never been challenged like this. Yeah. Um, uh, a lot of very inspiring people, uh, basically everyone in the civil rights movement, they were up against a lot fucking worse. 
a lot. Well, they were, but they were, it, in, uh, they were actually in the streets doing something. I don't know if it was. Yeah, sure, it was worse, but I don't think it's been framed properly right now. It's pretty bad right now. I didn't understand when the Roe v. Wade was overturned. Why? I was, I was in Canada, and I was like, isn't everybody on the streets like we were? At, you know, uh, after. After the election, I mean, I, uh, by the way, I do, I do, I do have hope. You do. I do. Okay. I do. I, I, I know how fucking, you know, 70,000 votes, uh, three stolen, uh, or two stolen Supreme Court seats, but a third of our Supreme Court was now appointed by uh, what clearly seems to be a fucking not only asshole. Uh, but he didn't uh, even make those decisions. Uh, right, right. But it was very, uh, they took advantage yes. of, of yeah. well, that's in a what lot they of wanted. ways, that's what they you know, wanted. our cynicism. Yeah. I, think pe- I, I think people are, wake, are, are waking up. Mm. I also think of my mom, uh, who uh, you know lived uh, lived through uh, the first Spanish flu and her earliest memory were you know was funerals and then the depression and then it looked like Hitler was going to win and my yeah. dad's fighting you know over yeah. there and then the Red Scare um, right. uh, like like the shit uh, yeah. the shit bubbles up and it needs to be put the fuck down yeah and I, I understand man young people I, I, you know. I'm in this Quaker house, and my brother's a conscientious objector. Everybody we idolized was getting killed on TV in the 60s. Yeah. But I, from my parents, uh, internalized this unmistakable message that there was hope, that the, uh, that the country was going to get better. I feel terrible because I don't think my kids have that. I think they worry about fascism, the planet's on fucking fire, and... Um, uh, can't do drugs safely anymore yeah like you can't like you imagine if fentanyl was around when when we were fucking no hitting that shit no. i mean i mean i'm sober a long time but like one line of like what you think okay. is coke it's uh, over um you fucking uh, don't you foam it at the mouth and it's over uh somebody my daughter knows young uh kid uh first year of college in new york line of uh, cocaine laced with fentanyl uh dead gone. no yeah Dead, Ugh. dead, sweet soul gone. Um, so yeah, yeah. But anyways, I didn't mean to distract. So you were concerned about this generation not having hope, uh, uh, right? And um, I, 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 you know, I want them to know that that is exactly what fascists where fascists want you to be. They want you to believe that your vote doesn't matter. They want you to believe that the institutions don't uh, uh, can't uh, hold up uh, can't can't hold up and i uh, i honestly do believe this is a winnable fight i really oh, do oh good well i mean just framing it like that now that you've told me but like, i think I'm, you I'm, should retire yeah like i'm a child i'm like you mean like oh that's what they want me to think well fuck them yeah. i'm not gonna think fuck yeah, it yeah. I'm, I'm much more developed I'm, than I'm, you I'm, I'm mr hope now yeah that's what the teacher saw on me <laughs> it's called a callback <laughs> i know very familiar with them it's not going to cause nothing but trouble. How are these guys making light of child molestation oh, for God. an hour now? No, I'm not. Believe but uh, um, no, but I, I think I needed to hear that. I mean, uh, it's like I, I've had glimmers of it. Just the fact that I applied for this sort of green card type of residency, it gave me a peace of mind. Even if I don't use it, even if I don't get it, there, there's something about like I just 
I maybe it's a Jew thing. I don't know. But but because some of this stuff is not going to be that organized. It's going to be random. They're already shooting Jews. They're already killing uh, black people. You know, these are just, you know, they're they're Oh, these these Christians. Uh, well, know, yeah, but they they may use right-wing Jews, but they fuck. Yeah, it's just yeah, right. Like when does othering become kill your neighbor? That that's and it's happened before. Pretty quick. That's yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, exactly. You know, I don't know, you know, who's going to broadcast that or when the the general tone changes. Yeah, that type of lack of conscience and shamelessness. Because a lot of these Christian fanatics really think that Democrats just by na- are satanic. Oh, I'm and, on some. And, somebody warned me. I'm on some QAnon. Yeah, like uh, Jeffrey Epstein uh, list. Oh yeah, did you go to the island? Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> It was amazing. And you know who I ran into? The teacher? The teacher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a good callback. I like that one. Um, yeah, so how does that feel to be on that list? Special? Well, I thought, it was, I, like, it's, uh, you know, I, I honestly have thought, like, I go back to, uh, you know, I've I done, I do political stuff. Yeah. Bec- um, and... You know, yeah. Like you feel a little different. Like you know, you go out and you, you know, you're some like Hollywood guy yeah. standing on the back of yeah. a pickup truck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they Just, think you're, you're a pederast. Oh, that's, God. Oh, that's the, yeah. They they think everyone's a pederast. Except for the guy who hung out with Jeffrey Epstein yeah. and ran. They give that guy a pass, dude. Yeah, you know, they all know. Can you imagine? They if, give him a pass because he's like a, he's like the ramrod. He's like the you know he the, he's the guy that's like. Pounding the path. My daughter came home and said, uh, "I'm dating this guy. Mm. Great guy. Yeah. Really rich. Yeah. Um, he runs uh, Miss Teen USA." <laughs> if she gave that, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it'd be yeah. Oh my god. But uh, all right, well, let's not get into a hopeless zone. It was great no. talking to you. Great talking to you. I'm always. glad we did it. You seem good, by the way. I'm all right. Yeah. You seem oh, all thank right. You. No, I can tell that that like you're having. Uh, I was worried about you because you like you're, you're in my ear and yeah. and um, you know I I could I could relate that you were at a place at that moment of where you thought you found even as cynical as you are kind of a happy yeah happy ending right yeah um, and then at that horrible uh, moment. Um, uh, just because you're in my ear, I, I, like, um, uh, I, I, I really, I, I ached, I, I ached for you, but yeah. I, but I can feel you as much as you want to retire. Uh, I can feel, I can feel the joy you have and um, work. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think about it a lot. You know, her birthday was the other day, and you know, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a. It's one of those things where there's no explanation for any of that shit, and and it's and and it's not that unusual. But it, you know, living with it, you, you got you make certain weird choices just out of the need to uh, emotionally survive somehow. You know? Yeah. I, I, I but I I don't. It it really when I think about it in those terms, where like you said. You know, whoever the hell I was for as long as I've been it, that I'd landed in this situation yeah. that looked like, all right, you know, I'm going to, it's going to, this worked out. Right. And then that goes like that. It's like, it's so fucking devastating and so unexplainable. 
You you don't even know what to do with that. And it's not like I sit around thinking like, well, I'm never going to have that again or why me or any of that. It, it, it's just part of my life. Yeah. You, it's <sighs> like the un... I, 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 my experience in that area is not as traumatic as that. Yeah. But there is a miracle. I was like, miracle of birth, miracle of death. Mm. You're you're not here. Yeah, yeah. Like 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 our brain can't. Um... The saddest part about that is you just leave all your stuff. <laughs> it's like that's the worst part. Like, and I think about that all the time. Like, I gotta start unloading this shit. Ooh. You know, like my stuff. Like, you know, someone's gonna have to deal with all this shit. Oh, I know. You know, there was a play that Kathy Bates was in a long time ago, and. There was this, I think Kathy was in, and there was this moment where somebody, I think somebody had died, and they realized that the the breath was in a balloon. Wow! Yeah. Uh, uh, and it was I forget what play it was. That was and that did, is the end of the play. They opened the balloon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. You kind of see it coming, but it's it's good. Yeah. Yeah. You just. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway. But I appreciate that. Okay. That, those feelings. And I, uh, I'm glad you're doing good. You too, man. Well, that was interesting, right? Bradley Whitford. Hmm. I, uh, I enjoyed that conversation. The Handmaid's Tale is streaming on Hulu with two episodes up now and new episodes every Wednesday. All right. Like, so now I need you to just hang out for a second, will you? Okay, up now, for full Marin subscribers, we've posted another batch of producer cuts. This is stuff from recent episodes that got cut for time or other reasons. But now you can hear them and hear Brendan's reasons for cutting them. We've got stuff from the recent episodes with James Acaster, Brett Morgan, and Jerry Harrison. Go to the link in the episode description to sign up for a WTF Plus subscription if you're not already a full Marin subscriber. Or go to WTFPod.com and click on WTF Plus. And speaking of Jerry Harrison, on Monday's show, I talked to Adrian Ballou. Yeah, the guitar player, the amazing guitar player. He and Jerry are out doing a live concert of Talking Heads Remain in Light, but we talked uh, about a lot, a lot of stuff. I mean, Adrian goes back, and he's, there, no one plays guitar like that guy, and he was defining, and, and certain things defined him. Zappa, Bowie, he was Crimson for years, when Fripp pulled him in and uh, and the heads. I mean, like, it was great. It's a great conversation. Something to look forward to. Tomorrow night, I'm in Tucson, Arizona at the Rialto Theater. That's uh, Friday, September 16th. Uh, and then on Saturday, I'll be in uh, Phoenix, Arizona at Stand Up Live on uh, the 17th. Boulder, Colorado at the Boulder Theater on September 22nd. Fort Collins, Colorado at the Lincoln Center on September 23rd in Toronto, Ontario at the Queen Elizabeth Theater on September 30th and October 1st. Then I'm in Livermore, California at the Bankhead Theater on October 6th and Carmel-by-the-Sea, California at the Sunset Center on October 7th. I will be in London, England at the Bloomsbury Theater Saturday and Sunday, October 22nd and 23rd. And I'll be in Dublin, Ireland at Vicker Street Wednesday, October 26th. 
I have dates in November and December in Oklahoma City, Dallas, San Antonio, Houston, Eugene, Oregon, Bend, Oregon, Asheville, North Carolina, and Nashville, Tennessee, and Long Beach. Get that Long Beach in there. And my HBO special taping at Town Hall in New York City is on Thursday, December 8th. Go to WTFPod.com slash tour for all dates and ticket info. Guitar now. Yeah? Monkey, LaFonda, cat angels everywhere. All right, all right.